Right, welcome back. South Africa is in talks with the World Bank in an attempt to get a fresh loan worth $1 billion. That's as it looks to take advantage of cheaper loans from international financial institutions over the next three years. Join me now as we discuss the merits behind this move is Alex Forbes economist Murendeni Nengobela. Thank you so much for your time, Murendeni. Now, when you look at the cost of borrowing that the South African government is seeking from uh, the World Bank, other financial institutions and countries, how cheap is cheap? Okay, thank you so much, uh, you know, for, for, for the invite and good, good evening to you and, uh, you know, the list, um, the viewers. Uh, just to give you some sort of a background, you know, SA is actually looking at a high debt, you know, to GDP levels of above, you know, 70%, which is actually high compared to other emerging market countries. And you're looking at the loan that, you know, the World Bank is actually offering. There are a few benefits, you know, to those loans. There are low interest rates, which actually range around, you know, 1% to 3%, whereas the market, if you look at the 10-year uh, you know, SA uh, general yield is actually offering 9.7%, which is actually quite you know high. Uh, other benefits of this international you know monetary functions, uh, you know uh, loans or these institutions, they're actually reserved for a specific uh, you know function. The other thing is that they come with a monitoring uh, mechanism of how the money is supposed to be used. Uh, and uh, there are checks in terms of progress, in terms of, um, you know, where, what is being done, you know, with that money. And again, there's favorable duration when you look at, you know, those loans. Uh, and if you look at what we actually borrow on the financial markets on a weekly basis, we actually borrow a lot already. And, uh, you know, we are borrowing at a high rate. Uh, and I think it will be, a, you, know, uh, you know, ideal for now to actually try to reduce our borrowing costs, which have actually increased uh, over the past. If you look at our borrowing costs, uh, they are now above 20% of uh, you know, our revenue, which is actually quite high, uh, looking at other uh, emerging markets you know, as well. Yeah. How long can we actually stay out of the international bond markets? I think you know for some time you know it can go for like thirty years for some for some uh, you know for some uh, you know uh, nominal bonds yeah. uh, whereas uh, you know uh, for, for some it can be around uh, you know ten uh, you know ten years. Yeah. All right. So of course this is not free money. You do have to pay that money back uh, at some point. And I'm wondering what you think of then the addition of debt into the South African balance sheets. Uh, obviously, we are going to see uh, an increase in terms of the balance sheet, but the number is quite, uh, you know, small. If you look at our percentage of GDP, it's actually expected to grow to 71, you know, 0.9, uh, you know, which is actually quite low from 71.4%. So we, although we are actually borrowing from the World Bank, the impact on the, you know, uh, the world uh, you know, the debt to GDP level is actually quite, uh, you know, minimal, if you can just put it that way. And if you look at the interest that we are paying, which is around, uh, you know, 1%, uh, for example, on a 17 billion, uh, uh, you know, rent, you know, loan, that's like 1.7 billion, which is actually quite, uh, you know, low. Something that we actually borrow uh, on the financial, you know, you know, markets. Ah, okay. So and you... on the financial markets, obviously yeah. the number could have been higher in terms of 
what we we're going to actually pay close to you know nine percent if one can actually say yeah okay so because these are so low and uh, that debt uh, is actually also quite uh, the addition of debt is actually quite small so do you maybe think that we should start shifting our focus in terms of looking at the functions that this debt will actually be fulfilling, for example, the energy crisis that we're in right now? So I think we shouldn't just borrow for the sake of borrowing. Uh, we should actually try to actually borrow uh, for you know, specific projects and trying to address uh, definitely our energy you know, needs that we're actually facing uh, that continue to impact uh, you know, economic activity. If you look at some of the uh, businesses, there was a list that was actually published by Soweto. Some businesses are actually struggling to actually cope uh, given the current you know, load shedding uh, that we continue to see. I think, uh, again, uh, the track record in terms of government spending, uh, you know, money is not that good. Uh, you know, over the past. Uh, so we just need to actually try to make sure that we don't spend money that we don't, uh, you know, have. Mm. Um, I understand that in the past, there really was um, a controversy over these financial institutions giving out loans to South Africa on a conditionality of the future. And now they're basically saying that, uh, you know, there aren't really um, a lot of... Um, unreasonable future uh, conditions just that they're giving us on the basis that we are already underway with some of the reforms that are urgently needed but i'm just wondering i mean we know in south africa that there is a non-implementation risk is that maybe not a risk not attaching a uh, conditionality of the future is that not a risk that we could actually be more complacent going forward True. Uh, I mean, but uh, I think uh, it's not all doom and gloom. There are some projects that are actually, you know, underway. There are some ease of doing business. If you look at the office of the president, if you look at SARS in terms of what they've been doing recently, over collection uh, in terms of those tax revenue, which is actually quite, uh, you know, good. So uh, there are uh, some reforms that are actually being implemented under the surface. And uh, if we can just get uh, to deal with the elephant in the room, which is ESCOM, we are more likely going to see uh, other uh, institution, you know, come to the party on this regard. Yeah, and just lastly, to close off this conversation, I mean, it all seems very hunky-dory getting these low-interest uh, loans from these uh, financial institutions like the World Bank. Are there any risks that we need to be cognizant of? Uh, definitely, there are always, you know, risks. Yes. You know, it could be around. Uh, you know, weakening currency, given that we are actually borrowing on foreign currencies. Let's say, per, for example, if our rent continue to somewhat weaken, like we've actually seen, uh, you know, recently because uh, of the load shedding process that we are facing. Uh, if the rent continue to somewhat weaken, maybe above 18, we are going to see that loan, uh, you know, value somewhat increase. Uh, you know, over, uh, you know, over the medium term, which is definitely going to be quite worrying, given that it's going to increase our, you know, debt cost, you know, a servicing, you know, cost. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for giving us uh, more insight on that, Murendeni. Really, really appreciate it. Alex Forbes, economist, Murendeni Nengobela.